Speakers Toastmasters podcast. My name is Pierre and I'm your host. Please come join us every first and third Tuesday of the month. And for all details, please go to heartspeakers.org.uk. Today I'm here with a familiar face. It is again Abby. Abby was uh, our speech champion uh, about two years ago and she came back and gave us uh, a few tips and tricks. And now she's back for another time. So hello, Abby. <laughs> Hello, Pierre. I actually, um, am I, was I a speech champion this year run, running too, I think, um, in the international contest again? That I was the international contest. Yeah, yeah. I think it was two, right? It's got, time's gone so, uh, flown. Yeah, it's flowing a lot. Um, that was my second online contest of the international That's one. Awesome. So, yes. Yeah, we yeah, and I went further in that one, so I, I'm, I'm making progress. <laughs> well, that's awesome. And again, if you haven't uh, listened to our podcast, please look for Abby in uh, the podcast. She'll give you some really good tips on competition and whatnot. But today we're going to talk about something a little different. So we'll just do a quick recap of Abby. So Abby, can you give us uh, you know, a quick, uh, a quick recap of what you do and where you're from and stuff like that? So where are you it, from? I sorry, my my internet just went. Say that again, Pierre. Yeah. So where are you from, and what are you currently doing right now? Um. So I do you say where I'm from, like specifically. Oh well, I, I well I'm technically I'm from Leicester. That's where I grew up. There you go. Um. Uh, so I'm a Leicestershire girl, but I um I probably located in Solihull uh, just over five years ago by default um through circumstances and then obviously i found heart of england speakers probably a year in from being in in silly hell and uh, what inspired me to do that was really wanting to connect with people in the community because i knew no one and i was working online on my own remotely so i wanted to venture out and connect with people um and here i am really and what was the second question yeah so what you're curious what's your so you were did be let me rephrase that. You were online before it was cool, right? You were doing English oh, yeah. classes remotely. So, so that's your background. You're 100%. In yeah. So my background's in, um, well, my, my original background was in health and fitness, um, about, you know, 10, 12 years ago. Uh, I did a degree in sport therapy. I used to work in the gyms, fitness instructor, personal trainer, bodybuilding contests and all that sort of stuff. Um, and then I started traveling and I actually began a career in um, English foreign language teaching, which helped me with my traveling. And I went into, uh, I, I worked in the schools in China, in Thailand. And then I transitioned from the government schools in, you know, bricks and mortar building into the online realm of um, EFL teaching. And so I became an online English foreign language teacher. And I still do that, um, but more part time now. And I was doing that, for, you know, I started that maybe five, six years ago. 
And so uh, that was really my um, my work career, really. I moved over back into England and I just ended up doing that five, do- five days a week at home. And then COVID hit, which was really interesting. And then everyone started doing it. <laughs> but that was literally my um, my way of living. So if funny enough, during COVID, nothing much changed for me. I just carried on through it. Um, and yeah, so, and here I am really, and I actually decided to go back into the schools, but in the UK now. So I'm actually physically working with students again in person. Oh, okay. Uh, so you're still teaching English or different? Uh... Uh, no, well, I'm an English foreign language teacher. So I'm not an English, uh, lang- I'm not, I don't teach English literature or anything like that. Um, so I'm working more of a teaching assistant in the schools. Um, but I'm looking to develop my well-being and things like that. I'm more interested in, um, my yoga and uh, mindfulness, mental health and all that sort of jazz. So that's what I'm looking, what trying to get into. And working with students on that and that sort of platform, yeah. Oh, that's very cool. So, in your background, uh, well, let's let's go back to the let's go back to the beginning. You volunteer, you joined, and straight away you volunteered for a role, right, at Toastmaster. Which one was that? Yeah. Well, the, the email went round. You know, who would like to be on the committee? And I I joined up in March, and obviously the committee year starts in around June, July. And I just asked, like, you know, what is there a role that, you know, doesn't require too much? Because I don't really know what I'm doing. Um, and the secretary, oh, actually, first I went for the sergeant arms. And then lo and behold, there was two people that wanted to go for that. It was me and I think Caroline. And they were like, I mean, did you want to be secretary? And I was like, OK, I'll be a secretary. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, but that was a great role to start with because it's sort of a fly on the wall. And you just you sit there, you listen, you do what you need to do. And at that time, Rachel was the president and um, I think Rich was VPBR. I know, Pierre, were you on there or were you on the following committee? The following following yeah and and then and then after that year i became a vpm and that i learned a lot with the membership recruiting and things like that and on all the systems and you also you work closely with the the vppe the you know educational part of it um and all and then gradually i just well rich at the time was preparing me really to be the next president and I went for it, really. So it took me um, three years. So for my third year on the committee, I became president um, from secretary and not really knowing what I'm doing. So it was very quick <laughs> process, really. So, I mean, in your background, obviously, more of it on the teaching side that you don't really have like, uh, you know, like in my field, for example, like a corporate ladder where people just do one task and then they lead the task and then they manage the tasks. So what pushed you to go through all these roles? Um, for me, I'm a personal development junkie. So I've always had this internal hunger of just wanting to grow and to um, develop myself. been doing it for absolutely years now. And... I recognize that in the leadership um, part of it, I hadn't got much experience within that, apart from leading a classroom full of, you know, children, students. 
I hadn't been, I had no experience about leading actual adults in a sort of professional organization. Quite very strange to, for me to do that. I, I, did, I felt really out of place actually being in that sort of context and that environment. And so it was scary for me. And they say, you know, the thing, do the things that scare you. <laughs> And also I recognize if I did want to grow, you know, in my well-being, my yoga, um, develop a business, which I am doing right now, mm. I need those leadership skills. I feel like I'm a very good, I'm very good at self-leadership, which is just keeping yourself on track and go, you know, um, motivated. I'm very good at that. But the other part of it is leading a team. And that's, I knew it was just, the path was unfolding for it. I wasn't really planning to do it. It just happened and I went with the flow. Uh, that's what one of my mottos in life is just to go with the flow and it will be all, it will all unfold in front of you. And it did really. It was all very organic and um, it just happened. And I was very really lucky to have a lot of supportive people around me and particularly um, the president at the time, Rich. He was really mentoring me to be in that role. So I did feel completely supported as I transitioned into that role too. Okay. So, oh, is that July 1st? I think it was the one that started. July 1st rolls around and boom, you're the president. So what goes through your mind? Uh, OMG, you know, can I do this? And there was, there's two parts of you really. I feel there's the, the, the heart and the mind so this is how i describe it so my heart is like yeah you can do it, abby you know um you've got all this wisdom work from the heart and then my mind's like oh but what if i fail what will people think of me uh what if i don't know how to do something uh will i look silly and this and that so it was really a battle between the heart and the mind uh luckily my heart won <laughs> but it, what i found as well it's the sense of um pressure and that responsibility on your shoulders and it really is this idea of ego of what will people think of me and I think that was a big part of it it's like you know what if I don't recruit that many people what if people don't turn up to the meetings um you know we had quite a few members that left that you know the first renewal in September and it's just all this thing and it's a sense of like you know how will people perceive me and i think we all have that i think and when you go up the ranks into a leadership role you've got more and more pressure and you get more feedback from people and and it, you've got to have this art of not taking things personally which was another thing i needed what well, I, I i developed within me is not taking things personally but that was it it was really that scary Initially, that was that scary, like, oh, you know, am I going to pull this off? Am I going to get 10 DCP points? Because I've, you know, Rich and um, Rachel and Steve, they all done an um, amazing job as a president. And I had to, you know, carry on that momentum, really. I felt that pressure. So, yeah, that's that's where I was at. But luckily, um, I was I was grounded as well in my heart. And I knew that I could do this. I just had to break it down step by step. So yeah, so September rolls around, people start dropping off. Uh, what, did you have a vision at this point or did you have a plan? Well, you know, my presidency was a tricky one because it was the first hybrid presidency. Um, so my job was transitioning the club into hybrid and, um, you know, Rich, the former president, had 
got this going and we've got the tech equipment, but I was basically the president to deploy it and to make it work. Um, so my vision, because we were transitioning through a tough time, you know, the club went through a tough time online um, was kind of wearing itself out and we needed to go into person. So we needed to bring some more um, club morale um, into the community of uh, Toastmasters, I felt. So my vision really was to have a, you know, a really successful hybrid meeting and to have more people in person by the end of my presidency. So um, we can hand over to the next president in a, in a good sort of uh, momentum and, and strength, as it were. Um, so that was really my mission to bring people back into to uplift the community of Heart of England, because we sort of it was a bit of a tough time during through COVID. And that was I felt like one of my duties as a president during that year. <laughs> So for those of us who don't know, uh, the DCP points, so each club gets a point for, let's just say, membership or renewals. And if you get 10, then you get, uh, you know, high, high honors, which the club has, has gotten for the last, I don't know, eight years for a long time. Well, Steve was the Steve was the one that got up to the ten. I think. I think previously we were up and down, um, and then Steve, Rachel, and uh, Rich had all done ten DCP. So I knew they were doing it. We'd done it three years in a row, and I was the fourth year. So it was a test for me to see if I could still continue that. So you had the extra pressure. How did it look like, let's say, you know, around this time, like November period and going into the holidays? How, how was the moon? How did you feel? How did it go? <laughs> to be honest, we, we dipped. Um, we lost a lot of longstanding members, uh, a lot of core members that had been with the club for some time. And luckily like i'm very much in touch with nature and the natural course of nature particularly during that time of year it's autumn and things you know shed um for for new life to grow in the new year and it kind of happened like that with us and i did feel like oh gosh we were probably we had about third just over 30 odd members i think and we dropped to just above 20 i think Mm -hmm. It was it was it was hard. And I don't think I've ever experienced that through my whole committee. So I think I took a, as a president, I took a really big hit. And I know it wasn't a reflection on me. It was just circumstance um, post COVID people just moving into different ways of doing things, different um, priorities came forth. And, you know, and so that's just what happened in my presidency. So I did feel under pressure. Uh, and I knew that I had to drive a, a new sort of campaign, as it were, to get new life into the uh, into the to the members again, into our club um, and to reach out to new sort of um, leads so that. Yeah. So it was a bit of a rocky start, to be honest. So um, what was that campaign, actually? Well, well, I, I tried. We we tried obviously the open day. Didn't really, to be honest, didn't really get the numbers that we wanted to. But so, so slowly and surely during the new year, I I went through social media outlets. Um, we tried to reach out for newspapers and things like that. Just seeing where people, um, where where the, the audience is, you know, where what where types of communities, um, would want to come to 
Toastmasters such as LinkedIn and things like that. So we're just creating up ideas to reach out. Um, but to be honest, it's more usually organic word of mouth. I find that people get drawn into the club and, um, yeah, we, we managed to recover and by the next renewal in March, I think we were in a better place. Um, just under 30, um, New, just under 30 members and we kept most of them so i was really happy with that we that was our target for for our year to maintain members with that member retention and we only lost the two or three i think so i'm really happy with that yeah, yeah and nice. i think a key thing with that i learned is it is about creating those relationships within the um within the club reaching out to people creating that rapport with people yeah. I know you're very spiritual and about your yoga and being in flow. Did you feel you were in the flow of things? If that makes sense. Or, yeah. did, you, or did you feel like you were swimming across and like, like, you know, going the other way or did you, yeah, did yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. Did going you feel upstream or Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like if you're what if you're like swimming upstream or are you swimming downstream with the flow? Yeah, yeah. How did you um, feel? So luckily, like I did feel like every everything did unfold quite naturally. Um, I I led from I, I led from the heart. I got inspiration from um, my own intuition. Basically, it's it, it was a bit of a balancing act between the mind and the intuition. So creating up with these ideas and inspiration from the heart, but leading from the mind as well with strategy. Um, and putting things into place. Um, what I found, it was funny because when I started as president, I'd also decided to start a yoga class as well with my own little business. So I had these two projects on at the same time. No, I decided to put loads of pressure on myself, obviously. But uh, And for my yoga class, that was another mission of trying to draw people in, getting a community in and for them to keep attending every single week, um, which was really challenging for me and my ego. Um, but what I learned from both of those experiences with by the end of both of those years, it's that um, I realized that people come back for who you are and the connection that you build. Um, and it's not necessarily from a professional, it's more for real personal connection um, and just reaching out and just expressing that you care, you know, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what I found like people are drawn to that they connect with you and they're more likely um to like yeah well i'll come back because they had that feeling of you know security safety or whatever that is um and that's what i experienced in my yoga class people keep coming for the connection i develop with within the um within the community it's not necessarily i'm a very good yoga teacher but it's actually more than that um so that's what i found within uh the leadership of presidency it's, it's about the relationships you create um and i think that's definitely a spiritual thing and going with the flow and um being led from the heart and i, I felt like it worked so yeah that's what i found that's one of the biggest things that i learned from leadership um try not to get too over try not to get too much in the mind because you can come become quite disconnected and people won't feel that from you they'll just become very they might put like that barrier up between both of you I don't know if like a, you know when you have a manager that's not quite you know that they're, they're, they're quite distant I still like for me I think it's really important to have that connection no yeah, I agree you're mentioning like safety and all that 
how did you feel about the COVID situation? Obviously, there were guidelines in the UK, but a lot of them had to be your call as well. So how did you manage all that? The COVID, um, I was quite lucky. We were just coming out of that sticky phase. Um, we, we, we did what we had to do with the sanit, you know, for sanitizer. But I think from what I remember, Rich had the trickier part of that, the past, um, the past president, well, the president before me with all the laws and regulations. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate enough when we were coming into my presidency. I think a lot of that got lifted. They didn't have to worry about that as much. Um, but yeah, that's another thing. It was keeping people safe, right? Um, but uh, we played, we did, we did what we could. We, we got the sanitizer, we got the um, distancing when we needed to. We, we had all the face masks on call. Um, so yeah, I, I think I got lucky with that. I think I just came out of that sort of um, sticky bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, so January rolls around, coming into spring. How how are things? How did you feel? How, how were, um, the things, were you up on DCP? Or yeah, on we were blossoming. Um, we were yeah, we were blossoming. I I felt like we we were growing. We were growing as a club. Um, I was getting into the rhythm of it, and uh, we were just doing my you know the second contest, first contest, organizing that as a president again. It's quite daunting. It's like wow, I had to organize, particularly because it was online, and we also got other clubs involved. So it was a lot of logistics, um, and then I had to do it again, and I had to do. I ended up competing in it as well. So not so organizing and competing at the same time was is quite chaotic. Um, but yeah, that, that went really, really well. I was really happy with that. And was that we, online or I offer Yeah, no, it was all online still. Yeah. Um, but we were kind of we were we had JLR in it and maybe another club in it. So we were organizing like three club contests in one. There was a lot of logistics. Um Fortunately, that's one of my strengths. I'm quite good at logistics. Did you feel uh, logistics online were difficult, more difficult than in person or just different? Yeah, you have to be very proactive because you don't have that luxury of, oh, could you just sign this, you know, in person or could you just do this for me? It's you have to be very, very proactive um, doing things a week ahead. Um, because it can spectacularly go really wrong online, hmm. and uh, and we, we've all we've already we've all experienced that, at, you know, in some way, shape, or form. Um, so uh, what I'm quite proud of is that what one of the things I realised about myself is that I am very organised, <laughs> and I'm very good at doing stuff like that. Um, and also, I've, I'm quite good at technical stuff as well. I don't know why, but I am. So the tech sort of stuff, I'm I'm quite competent at doing as well. So that that was a lucky thing that um, I was able to do that as a president as well, because it's an extra thing that for some people can be quite quite challenging. So um, yeah, that went well. Um, we we were hitting a lot of our DCP points. Um, people were progressing. So yeah, like. I, about like at that point it was a bit on a home run after the contest i was really on a home run um till the end of the presidency uh, and then that was when the socials came into place and we started um doing more socials which i think is a key thing for club morale um mm. i felt like that really uplifted the club and created a different dimension to the dynamic of our community all right, so so obviously you got DCP points early, right? I think you got the points. Yeah, what, we right? hit the target. 
<laughs> probably a month or so prior to the deadline yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> nice so you're looking at june and that's the end of your term so how did you feel relief or sadness a mix mm, I, i'm gonna be honest i was relieved um you know i did it you know i managed to do it uh I, you know toast as a leader and toastmaster particularly a president it is it takes a lot of time in your yeah, life yeah. and fortunately i had that time during that year um, and i was just transitioning into a new job at that point so everything kind of worked out well i finished my presidency and i was moving into a new job um no i was happy to hand over the reins as it were um but i i still have that buzz in me you know i still when i go to the meetings now i still take on the lead with doing the background stuff if needs be um and support the current president caroline where she needs support and the rest of the committee um i think you always had that buzz like with you you're still doing your podcasts not mm-hmm. on the committee but you're still continuing so it's really nice it kind of plants the seed and it's it it's it's always there within you um it just kind of navigates and grows in different ways i think over the the years ahead but yeah it was yeah. it's good yeah No, I think it's, uh, I always talk about a safe environment. So if I think leadership roles in Toastmasters are about, you know, if you want to experiment with something, you it's really a safe environment for you to do so. If you want to do marketing, you can do it a year, you don't like it. If you like it, great. If you don't like it, just don't do it. And it, there's no, you know, it's again, you do an experiment, nobody judges and it, it's fine. Uh, all right. So from all this, what are your main takeaways from your late your year leadership, especially because I'm thinking about people who are on the outside looking in and thinking, maybe I could do it, maybe I should do it. So what are your main takeaways from your year as president? Um, if I was going to give my advice to someone, yeah, just go do it without thinking about too much of it. Just go in there and then you will get supported on the way. Um, it's it, it's i describe it as a playground you just play and see what happens um particularly if you're in a situation where you feel like you've never done anything like this in a professional way you might have one of those jobs that is a creative job like an artist or you know and you're not used to this sort of professional leadership sort of style um and it might be quite daunting you might not even think that's your archetype and I, for me it wasn't i didn't feel like i was meant to be a president um i i felt like an outcast in a way I didn't feel like I was that sort of type of person but you don't need to be any type of person you just go do it <laughs> and you and you put your own stamp on it and that's what I did I bought my own um spirituality I bought my own yoga I bought Abby basically into that role and people loved it and you can bring your own um personality your own whatever that is for you into the role you don't have to be this uh, typical type of person because sometimes i think in toastmasters it can come across like that you have got well established maybe corporate people that have done all these things in their life you might think well i'm not that person uh, you don't need to be um so it's kind of like modernizing modernized just made in a modernizing um toastmasters in a way you know um so yeah i would just wholeheartedly have a go at it and there's so many the, the community is so supportive you just kind of you, all you need is that inspiration that motivation that's all you need um and the, the rest will fall into place you had a theme for your year in leadership what was it Oh, 
Authenticity, yes. My president word of the year um, was authenticity, working from your own authentic nature, because that is where your brilliance lies. Honestly, like that's where the good ideas come. That's where you you become a super attractor, as it were. That's where abundance lies within you, within your authentic self. And try not to pretend to be anyone else but yourself. Obviously, learn other, from other people's wisdom. Uh, it's important to learn and grow from other people, but it's really important to, for that to work in your own authentic spirit. Um, and I, that's something that I really try to keep strong within my presidency and not to get lost into other ideas of what I think I should be and still be to my own authentic um, core. And that's what I think people like about me. Hopefully it's just me being strange and bouncy and smiley, but you know, that's <laughs> just how I am, but <laughs> it sort of works for me. <laughs> no, and I think it's a good advice. Uh, when I came to the UK as manager, I, I was never been before and I read a lot of the books and uh, a lot of things. And in the end you're like, <laughs> Just gonna be me and you know if it works it works if it doesn't doesn't i think authenticity is a very good advice yeah so thank you for that and i think you know speaking as uh somebody who was on your committee i think you did a really good job and all the goals were achieved and i think we all had a good time so well done madam president very well done thank you thank if you if people want to find you online i know you have your yoga and other businesses where can they find you um, yeah, so my Instagram, I've named myself now Intuitive Abby <laughs> for the time being. So if you put, if you put um, Abby Brinklow into Facebook, A-B-B-E-Y, and then B-R-I-N-K-L-O-W, you'll find me on Facebook and my I've got a page on there too. And you can connect me. And also on LinkedIn, I still some, I think it's still active, so you can connect via there as well. Very well. Once again, thank you, Abby, for coming and talking to us about your year in leadership. I think you had some really good advice. So once again, thank you very much. Thanks, Pierre. It's been a pleasure. And that wraps up our podcast for this week. My name is Pierre and I'm your host. Welcome to the Heart Speaker uh, podcast. Uh, for all details, get to heartspeaker.org.uk. And until next time, bye-bye.